Welcome to your Sunday Encore. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. This week, we are bringing you another episode from our archives of The Saint. If you are interested in finding more episodes of The Saint, you can find them at biglist.greatdetectives.net. They will also be being played on our Volume 2 within the next few weeks at volume2.greatdetectives.net. As a reminder, these programs are several years old, so any offers and information may not be valid unless it's on our current website. Now, let's go ahead and listen to today's show. Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Well, before we do get started, I do want to let you know this program is brought to you by the financial support of our listeners, and I particularly want to thank John so much for his support. Uh, we'll send access to the premium side, as we do with all donations of $7 or more. You can support the show at support.greatdetectives.net and also through mail at that address. Well, now it's time for today's episode of The Saint. Original air date, December 3rd, 1950, and the title, Marvin Hickerson, Private Eye. Adventures of the Saint, starring Vincent Price. The Saint, based on characters created by Leslie Charteris and known to millions from books, magazines, and motion pictures. The Robin Hood of modern crime now comes transcribed to radio, starring Hollywood's brilliant and talented actor Vincent Price as... The Saint. Will there be anything for dessert, Mr. Templar? No, I think not, Carl. Just some more coffee, please. Certainly, Mr. Templar. Thank you. Excuse me. Do you mind if I sit down here with you? Why, I'd be happy if you... Oh, thank you. I hope you realize I wouldn't approach a perfect stranger if it wasn't a matter of life or death. Oh, I'm sure you... It is a matter of life or death. That's why I had to sit down with the handsomest man in the room. You. Well, I... But you certainly aren't much of a conversationalist. Well, happily, you fill the gap. Now, how may I be of service in this matter of life or death? Do you think you could gaze into my eyes as if I was the only woman in the entire world? But don't make it anything personal. Well, I consider it a thespic challenge. I want you to hug me with your eyes while I spurn you proudly. La belle dame sans merci. Well, uh, now, how's this for an ardent yet humble gaze? Well, not now. He's not watching. Sorry, I didn't mean to be fresh. Who's he? Marvin. He's over there with that... that woman. Oh. He's looking at her the way I want you to look at me. This I shall have to see. Oh, don't turn around. They're leaving. They'll see you. Well, uh, shall I start hugging you now? I'm sure it will be good for the muscles in my eyes. Yes, hurry up. I'm hugging. Stop. Why? He never even noticed me. He walked right on out. Oh, men... You are, Mr. Templar. Oh, I'm sorry, Carl. But would you mind changing that coffee to a double brandy? Right away, sir. But I never drink. Not for you, dear. Me. Oh, 
Did he say Mr. Templer? Not Simon Templer. Simon Templer. The saint? Mm. The Robin Hood of modern crime? Mm-hmm. Fate has led you to me. Yeah, I must have a word with fate. And before fate entangles us further, what's your name? Alice. Alice Parks. But you can call me Alice. Uh, thank you, Alice. Could you give me an explanation of this in a few thousand well-chosen words? You mean to say you haven't figured it out? And you, a perfectly marvelous detective? Well, I'm a little slow, Alice. A heavy meal. Well, that was Marvin. Marvin Hickerson. We were engaged, practically. And? And then he came to the city. He's a scientific farmer, but he sold his farm. For how much, may I ask? $50,000. Oh, how scientific can you get? He said he had to come here to pursue his new vocation. To the city, I mean. And uh, what is his new vocation? Oh, he's a private eye. Well, I guess there's always room for one more. You do see, don't you? Yes, of course. See what? How horrible the whole thing is. Marvin has met this... this woman. And I found out he's drawn out his whole $50,000 out of the bank this morning, and, well, he's carrying it around with him. Now nobody will help me. I don't know what to do. Alice, tell me, are you worried about Marvin, or are you worried about the money? Oh, I'm only worried about Marvin, Mr. Templer. He's an awful dope. But I love him. I see. If you would go to him and tell him, well, the facts. The facts? Well, you know, about life. <laughs> well, frankly, I'm not feeling very fatherly at the moment, but I'll try. You will? You really will? You swear it by something sacred? I swear it by something sacred. Oh, Mr. Templer, you're the nicest detective a girl ever had for a detective. <laughs> Come in. Mr. Hickerson? Marvin Hickerson, private eye. Come in, come in. Oh, thank you. Now, uh, what's your problem, Mr... Uh, uh, Templer, I wanted to talk to you about a girl, Marvin. You a see... girl? You were in your apartment alone, and then she walked in. Well, not exactly. It was more in the, the nature... The make around her shoulders meant money, and her smoldering eyes meant trouble. Marvin, A I... tiny pulse started to beat in your temple as she swayed closer. And it became a tom-tom as she threw herself into your arms, murmuring words of passion, of fear, of... Marvin, get a grip on yourself. No girl? Mm, yes, there is a girl, Marvin, but you are not Sam Spade. I noticed, huh? Mm. Well, we've all got to start somewhere. True. And I can't take your case anyway. I'm involved in a, a big deal. Marvin, Alice is worried about you. Alice? Mm-hmm. Mr. Templer, Alice Parks has got to learn that I am not a child. I, I, I'm a... Uh, a man? I'll accept that. Mm -hmm. And the sooner she stops interfering in my affairs, the better it'll be for everybody. Just because I now happen to be going around with a... A, a woman? Definitely. A woman who is going to put me in way of making a great deal of money and... Hello, Marvin. How are you? Oh, uh, uh, oh, Mr. Dorgan. Who's your friend, Marvin? Uh, this is Mr. Templer. Mr. Templer, this is Mr. Dorgan. Honest Jack Dorgan. He trains horses. He's from Kentucky. Kentucky, yeah. Glad to meet you, Mr. Dorgan. So you're from the bluegrass country. Huh? The bluegrass country, the home of fast horses and beautiful women. Where's that? Kentucky. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Come on, Marvin. Ah, uh, sure, Mr. Dorgan. Would you excuse us? We got a very important appointment. And Marvin has also got $50,000. Who is this guy, Marvin? He's got nose trouble. Mr. Templer. If Alice Parks thinks I need someone to protect me, she's mistaken. My experience as a private investigator has made me a pretty shrewd judge of character. 
And my faith in the integrity of honest Jack Dorgan is unfounded. Thank you, Marvin Hickerson. Right. Come on, Marvin. The Colonel and Carly are waiting. So long, friend. So long, honest Jack. See you at Churchill Downs sometime. Where's that? Why, in your old home state, Kentucky. Ooh, Kentucky. Kentucky. Mr. Templer, I'm worried about Marvin. Why doesn't he come? I'm a little worried about him myself, Alice. I didn't have quite the same faith in Honest Jack as Marvin did. In this penthouse. Marvin never had expensive taste, never in his life. And her picture on the piano. Mm. All my love, Marvy, honey. You're Coralie. It's rather sultry looking, isn't she? Oh, I, I suppose she's pretty. If you happen to care for that type. Who doesn't? Oh, you men are all alike. <laughs> it's a convenient arrangement. Oh, he's, he's just an absolute... An absolute... Beast. Don't you dare call Marvin a beast. Why doesn't he come, Mr. Templer? Yeah, I think I heard the elevator, Alice. That may be... Marvin! Hello, Alice. Yeah, you better let me have that gun, Marvin. No. No, I'll need it. I'll need it when they hunt me down in the inevitable end. Marvin, what's happened? Tell me. Alice. Mr. Templer. You see before you an outlaw. A criminal. Give me the gun, Marvin. No! I have lived by the gun and in days, hours, minutes. I shall die by the gun. What did you do, Marvin? Alice, I... I killed a man. Oh, you didn't. I did. Or, or I think I did. It's, it's all so confused. Sit down, Marvin. There isn't time. The police will be after me, maybe with bloodhounds. Oh, I doubt if they could track you up the elevator shaft. Now, look, where was this killing and uh, who got killed? Mr. Dorgan, in the hotel here, in Suite A on the seventh floor. But you didn't do it. You couldn't have. Tell him he didn't do it, Mr. Templer. Let him tell it, Alice. What happened, Marvin? It's all mixed up. There were a lot of people there, all betting a lot of money on the horses, and I was there with the colonel and Coralie and... Coralie! I knew she was mixed up in this. Go on, Mike. And I bet my 50000 on a tip Mr. Dorgan gave us because he knew the race was fixed. And I won 200000 Yes. And then Mr. Dorgan told me to bet it all on another race that was fixed. But the horse lost, and there was a big argument, and somebody put a gun in my hand, and it seemed to go off, and, and Mr. Dorgan fell down, and there was... There was... Blood. Blood all over. It was awful. Did anyone call the police? I, I don't know. I, I guess somebody did. Everybody saw it. I'm a murderer. You are not, Marvin. Just because you killed someone, that doesn't make you a murderer. Does it, Mr. Templer? Um, I think I'd better investigate this. Marvin, you wait here with Alice. No! They'll never take me alive. Marvin, come back here. It's better this way, Alice. Forget me. Forget that somewhere in the night there's a pale, hunted, penniless fugitive from justice. Find someone to take my place in your heart. Farewell. Marvin! Mr. Templer, didn't you? No, Alice, I didn't. He was already in the elevator. Oh, what are we going to do? Did he really murder someone? I, I think we'd better go find out. Come on, Alice. Where are we going? To Suite A, seventh floor, to see whether honest Jack Dorgan has really gone to his old Kentucky home. <laughs>
No answer. But there must be someone in there. Marvin said the room was filled with people. Yeah, let's try the door. It's open. Dark in here. Wait till I find the light switch. Well, do you have to turn on the lights? Can't we just leave? Well, we have to find out, Alice. There. But it, it's just a perfectly bare room. Doesn't look much like a gambling den, does it? You don't see any body? I don't see a sign of anything. Well, and it didn't happen. Marvin was just imagining things. There wasn't any murder at all. Now, this doesn't look much like a room a murder was committed in ten minutes before. Oh, let's go, Mr. Templer. Let's find Marvin and... Mr. Templer, what are you looking at? That um, spot on the floor, Alice, that stain. Oh, Mr. Templer, it isn't... I'm afraid it is blood. I'm coming, coming. Oh, Alice, come in. Oh, Mr. Templer. How could you sleep so late with poor Marvin roaming the streets? A hunted fugitive. Uh, what time is it? 7.30. Well, I, I forced myself. And how do we know Marvin is a hunted fugitive? Is there anything in the papers about a killing? No. But the body will turn up, won't it? I mean, they always do. Mm, usually. What are you going to do to find Marvin? I think I'll go out and make a few bets on the horses. What? You're going to spend the day in carefree abandonment while poor Marvin is roaming the streets, a hunted fugitive? I'd like to find out more about Marvin's friends, Coralie and the Colonel. Talking about horses in the bar of the Croydon, well, it might be a way of getting acquainted. You're going to get acquainted with her? Well, I'll go along to protect you. Uh, thank you, but no. You won't turn into putty in her hands. She won't mold you as she wills. Maybe even fate worse than death. It's a pleasant way to go. Well, all right, I trust you. Thank you. You're nice, Mr. Templer. And I want you to know that if it wasn't for Marvin, why well, I might seriously consider you. No. And here you are, working to save your rival. Why, it's, it's like Sidney Carton. It is a far, far better thing I do than I have ever done before. This is... Uh, goodbye, Alice. Goodbye, Sidney. <laughs> Another scotch over ice, bartender. Yes, sir. I, um, uh, I seen you studying the form. Got anything good going today? Uh, not a thing, but my luck generally is bad anyway. <laughs> you and me. Going out to the track today? Well, I generally like to place my bets elsewhere. I bet fairly large amounts, and at the track, this brings down the odds. Brings down the... You're kidding Oh, I generally lose, but then everyone has to have a hobby. Uh, yeah, everyone has to have a hobby, uh, doesn't he, uh, Miss Carstairs? Yes, indeed, Joe. Excuse me. Would you all think I was just terrible if I started up a conversation with you? Just as bold as that? I would think it was terrible if you didn't. You, you all, that is. Oh, you're making fun of my accent. I'm from Kentucky. The horse country. That's why I couldn't resist when you started talking horses. Uh, the fraternity of horse players. Mm. Uh, you wouldn't be going out to the track today, Miss... Uh... Costin. Coralie Costin. And your name? My name is Heathcliff, Coralie. Simon Heathcliff. I'm delighted to know you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, are you going to the track? I, I'd love to, but 
Why, if there's Daddy, he's awful smart about the races. He wins all the time, just scabs of money. Oh, this sounds like a gentleman I should meet. Uh, are you staying here in the hotel? We have rooms on the seventh floor. Would you all care to come up? Wow, well, would just love to. <laughs> Daddy, I'd like to make you acquainted with a friend of mine, Mr. Heathcliff. Simon, my father, Colonel Carstairs. How do you do, sir? Well, pleasure, real pleasure. <clears throat> oh, <clears throat> sit down, sir. Oh, thank you, Colonel. Ah, uh, Simon's a horse player, too, Daddy. I told him about you making simply scads of money on the races. You what? Corley, I've asked you time and again not to mention my business to strangers. But, Daddy, all I said was you made scads of money. I must apologize, sir. You see, the fact is, uh... You look like a gentleman I can trust. The fact is that, uh, uh... I bet on races only when I have definite information. You mean fixed races? Well, you might put it that way, yeah. Sad that the sport of kings should have fallen to such low state, but uh, as long as it has, there's a profit to be made by knowledge, a uh, handsome profit. And, uh, I don't mind saying I have such knowledge. Could you give him a tip, Daddy? Oh, I, I couldn't ask anything like that. Well, uh, perhaps you can do me a favor, sir. I have a horse going in just a few minutes. Put the horse parlor down the hall... Yeah, has been refusing my bets. You see, I'm I'm too heavy a winner for them. Uh, if you would care to place the bet for me, why I'd be delighted. Good. And uh, those little something for yourself, just down the hall there, just down the hall, uh, sweet day. Shall we go? Oh, by all means, after you, sir. Oh, not all. After you. Come, Carly. Come, and Daddy. I'll give you the money before we go in. Forty thousand on Brave Fox. And, uh, whatever you want to add of your own. Forty thousand? Oh, that's a lot of money, Kurt. Chicken feed, my boy. <laughs> Millions in this thing. Millions. Oh, here we are. Remember the knock in case you come back by yourself. One here across, stop, sorry. Okay, you're in. Well, this is quite a place. Good afternoon, Fred. Fifth race off yet? Uh, just about, Colonel. But oh, we... I'm not betting, Fred. No cause for love. But Mr. Heathcliff here would like to wager. Certainly, sir. The cashier's booth right over there. Thank you. Brave Fox to win. Hurry. I'd like to place 40500 on Brave Fox to win. You're just in time, sir. 40500 to win. Yes, sir. Did you make the bet, Tom? Right, and I bet 500 for myself. It's all I had with me. Well, small dividends first. Big ones will come later. Okay, okay, fellas. Quiet down. The books are closed. And uh, ready, go. Oh, Tom, listen. Here's the race. Oh, how exciting. At the half, it's on his choice. By a head, uh, see me face the Bouray Zack in top curry by two lengths and uh, a break box. You're sure of your information, Colonel? Nothing to worry about, my boy. Another thing. At the three quarters, still on his choice by a head, uh, Bure Zach by one, uh, see me first and top curry by half the length, uh, and the brave fox is trailing. Daddy, what's the matter with that little old horse? I don't know. I can't In understand why. Uh, Bure Zach is taking command by two lengths, uh, 
on his choice is second, and the top turret does see me first, and the Brave Fox is beginning to close ground on the outside. Come on, Brave Fox. Can he do it? He'd better. They're coming down to the line of finish. It's Bull Ray Zack and top turret with Brave Fox on the outside. And now it's a Bull Ray Zack and Brave Fox. A Bull Ray Zack and Brave Fox. And the Brave Fox gets up to win it by a nose. Charmin, we won! Oh, I certainly have to hand it to you, Colonel. <coughs> let's, uh, let's step outside the hall for a minute, sir. I just didn't want the boys to hear. Well, sir, my information is always correct, my boy. Always. How much did we win? Well, let's see. At two to one, I get back uh, 120000 And uh, Mr. Heathcliff, uh, you get back 1500 sir. Pity you didn't have more with you. I don't want to appear greedy, Colonel, but uh, do you have anything else running today? Not today, my boy. Nothing uh, sure. And, of course, I, I never bet unless it's sure. Tomorrow? Well, well, you have the fever, don't you? <laughs> yes, yes, I have something tomorrow, or will have. Meet me back here at the same time if you if you want to get in on it. Could I draw some real money out of the bank to bet on it? <laughs> Much as you like, my boy. Of course, that's purely up to you. Of course, I make no guarantee. Oh, you certainly, it's a pretty risky business, eh, Colonel? Why, I, I might lose my shirt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, indeed, sir. But I don't understand, Mr. Templeton. You actually won a thousand dollars? Come on, money, Alice. The whole place is working with the colonel. The race was actually over before I bet. They let me win the money. But why? So I would go to the bank tomorrow, draw out thirty or forty thousand, and come back and bet it. And then I'd lose. Oh. Was she very pretty? Who? Coralie. Well, if you care for that type. Marvin did. Yeah, it's a sure sign of 2020 vision. He hasn't come, Marvin. When I think of him out there, a poor, lonely, hunted fugitive. Yeah, I know, I know. And here we are, the two of us, safe, alone in your apartment, the two of us. Alone. In your apartment. Alice, uh. What's that? Hey, somebody outside the window. I'll open it. Marvin! Gee! How'd you recognize me? I was wearing dark glasses and a mustache. Come in, Marvin. We, um, we recognized your voice. I didn't say anything. Where have you been, Marvin? Skid Row. How awful. That's where I belong. I'm a human derelict, a, a hunted criminal. Are you hungry? No. I ate at the Sunshine Mission. They wanted me to stay and sing tenor in the choir, but then I read the paper and came here. Is there... Any hope? Marvin, look, I want you to stay here tonight. Tomorrow you're going to the police and give yourself up. Never. Uh, it may not be as bad as you think. You're going to give yourself up and then send the police over to Suite A, the seventh floor of the Croydon, where I will have just been swindled out of my money, just as you were. I was swindled? Gee, they had a nerve swindling a private eye. Yeah, some crooks just have no decency. But, but Coralie wasn't a crook. Why, she... I'm afraid so. Gee, Marvin. Oh, I, I suspected her, of course, all along. Now, look, here's the plan, Marvin. I'll be there at 2 o'clock. You walk into the police station at 2 and send them over. That would give me enough time to lose the money. Have you got that? Sure. I'll... I'll give myself up. Well, I'll go with you, Marvin. No, Alice. A woman's place is in the home. You wait here until I get back. How long will you be? If I'm lucky, 10 years... Oh, Marvin. Uh, Alice. Oh, brother. Mm -hmm. 
Hello, Colonel. Come in, sir. Come in. I, uh, I don't quite understand, Colonel. Where is everybody? Where's Fred, the cashier, all the betters? Well, it's just a family party today, sir. Just Coralie and myself. <laughs> Say hello to the gentleman, Coralie. Honey. Hi, stupid. Yeah, Coralie seems to have lost her southern charm and refinement, Colonel. Yes. Yeah, it's a pity. I constantly try to impress on our cast. Of course, we're all actors in a way that to be successful, you must live your part 24 hours a day. But uh, there's not the same pride in craftsmanship there was in my day. <laughs> sit down, sir. Sit down. Thank you. Uh, what gave me away? Simple thing, really. One of our personnel saw you with young Marvin Hickerson the other day. <laughs> Come in, Dorgan. Hi, nosy. Well, honest Jack Dorgan from Kentucky. Then you really weren't shot, Mr. Dorgan. Ah, the gun held blanks. And the blood was catching. Merely a convenient way of getting rid of a sheared lamb. Mm, I thought as much. Now what happens? Nothing. Nothing at all, Mr. Templer. No doubt you have the police outside waiting to pounce after we take your money. Well, how much did you bring, by the way? Thirty thousand. Oh, shame we have to pass it up. We're going to pass up thirty grand? Necessity, Coralie. Let me at least beat the thousand out of me one from us, Colonel. Him and his Kentucky... Ah, uh, that would be the police. A little early, aren't they, Mr. Templer? Come in. Reach for the sky. I got you covered. Marvin. I didn't go to the police, Mr. Templer. I thought if I brought the gang in myself, I might get a lighter sentence. Lighter sentence for what? Why, for sure. Mr. Dorgan. Yes, Mr. Dorgan made a quick recovery, Marvin. Yeah, and I got a gun, too. You see it? Well, 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 well this is convenient. The police aren't coming, then we can't take Mr. Templer's 30,000. Although, of course, I deplore violence. Uh, Finn's my sense of southern hospitality. Stand up, Templer. Oh, my feet hurt. Stand up. You forget. I've got a pistol here. Don't anyone move. What pistol, Marvy? The same pistol I shot you with, that's what. Marvin, look, the cartridges are blanks. Blanks? I don't believe it. Oh, you don't, huh? Stay away from him, Dorgan. Yeah, you stay away from me or I'll shoot. Go ahead, have fun. I, I will, I'll... I'll... <laughs> Shoot some more, Marvy. It tickles me. Marvin! Marvin! <laughs> well, they're coming in like flies. You shouldn't have come, Alice. These men are trying to kill us. No, I've got her blank cartridges. Are they? Take a look at the hole in the wall, Mr. Dorgan. It's lucky that Marvin missed you. Yeah, sure, a hole in it. Hey, that's a bullet hole. Yes, it is, isn't it? Put that thing down, kid. Somebody could get hurt. Alice, did you change the bullets? Yes, I did. I know Marvin a little better than you, Mr. Templer. I checked his gun before he went out to give himself up to the police, just in case. Yeah. Get back, you rats. You're dealing with Marvin Hickerson, private eye. Me too, Marvin, honey. Well... You too, Coralie, honey. Yes, you too. And I'll take my 50000 back, too. Oh, such a pity. You seldom meet a young man so willing to part with money. Stay right where you are, Colonel. Don't worry, Mr. Templer. I can handle him. This is only the start of a long and successful career as a private eye. Marvin, I think Alice might have something to say about your career. Alice? Alice, do you still... You know. Yes, Marvin. Very much. Ecstatically so. Get back, you rats. You're dealing with Marvin Hickerson, scientific farmer. <laughs> Thank you.
mean this is goodbye, Alice? Marvin's waiting outside, Mr. Temple. I guess that, well, just wasn't meant to be. You and me, that is. Say love I agree. But I want you to know that I'll always remember you, Mr. Templer. From the first moment in that restaurant, when you hugged me with your eyes. That was a moment, wasn't it? Golden. And when, when the first child comes, we'll name it Simon, after you. No. Yes, Simon, forever and ever. I'll be very honored. Just think, by tomorrow, I'll be Mrs. Marvin Hickerson. I wish you'd promise me one thing, Alice. What, Simon? Don't ever take the hick out of Hickerson. You have been listening to another transcribed adventure of The Saint, the Robin Hood of modern crime. And now, here is our star. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Vincent Price, inviting you to join us again next week at this same time for another exciting adventure of The Saint. Good night. story of the saint was written by Dick Powell. Our cast included Leslie Banning, Maggie Morley, Victor Rodman, Edmund McDonald, Herb Vigran, Bill Tracy, and Barney Phillips. The Saint, based on characters created by Leslie Charteris, is a James L. Safier production and is directed by Helen Mack. Vincent Price is soon to be seen co-starring with Errol Flynn and Michael Imprell in William Marshall's production of Bloodline. Your announcer, Don Stanley. Three chimes mean good times on NBC. Tonight, the big show, your hour and a half of comedy, music, and drama, includes Tallulah, Margaret Truman, Fred Allen, Danny Thomas, Douglas Fairbanks, Mindy Carson, and many, many more. And Theater Guild on the Air tonight brings you Carousel, starring Patrice Munsell and Cornell Wilde. Remember, Margaret Truman and Doug Fairbanks joined the big show today on NBC. Welcome back. Well, this one, I think, was definitely one of the most comedic episodes of The Saints we've heard, and I absolutely uh, enjoyed it. Uh, it's certainly not um, the type of thing that I think every detective show uh, was going to be, but um, I do think that uh, it is just a nice uh, change of pace, and it's one of the great variety uh, that uh, were afforded here, that we can play series that are very different and all fit within the detective genre. So you get different feels and flavors. The, this was just such a wonderfully light script, and Vincent Price just did a great job with it. And an episode, again, where nobody died. So uh, very, uh, uh, like I said, very different, but also very fun. All right, listener comments and feedback. Uh, just a couple on the saint. Uh, Sue says, love the saint. And Rebecca says, Vincent Price is so cool. Indeed he is. All right. Well, that will do it for today. We'll be back tomorrow with Man from Homicide. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Radio Detectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.